Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And we recently put out a question online to ask your guys' experience with the fear of being judged, what kind of things you feel people judge you for, and the things that you're afraid of being misunderstood about. And we're going to have a conversation about it today because this is something that both Jess and I have kind of struggled with and had conversations about ourselves. And judging on some of the responses, we're not the only ones. So you guys shared some really great things with us. Do you want to share some of the responses that we got? Yeah. So um, I think we'll probably just share like one by one and kind mm-hmm. of discuss it a little bit. Um, the first one that I have down here is somebody responded that. So the question was like, what or what times have you been judged? Yeah. Is that how I or said Or what it? have you felt judged yeah. about? Yeah, that kind of thing. And somebody responded, my age and gender at work. And obviously, you know, I relate to this perfectly because I was once in the construction industry and I was very young and I was a female in the construction industry and I got a lot of judgment for it. So I feel for this person very hard and empathetically. I know how difficult that is. Yeah. And another one that we got too was feeling judged for not drinking. And this is obviously something that I can relate a lot with, especially in the beginning when you're making the choice not to drink and you're like, what are people going to think about me? Like, and there are certain stigmas that are associated with not drinking. So I think that that's something a lot of people can relate to as well. And we'll be able to kind of talk through some of our experiences with that as well. Mm -hmm. And another response that somebody put was they have been judged because they haven't had the energy to party. Um, This became from a chronically ill person. And another thing, yes, that I have experienced myself because obviously, like, you know me, I was kind of a partier back in my day. And when I got sick, obviously, there was no more staying out until four o'clock in the morning or even staying up past like 9 p.m., let's be real. Um, And so it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't part of my lifestyle anymore. And a lot of people judge for it. They're Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, you're no fun. Yeah, you're no fun. It it honestly goes along with the no drinking thing. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I totally feel for this person, too. Yeah. Another one, too, was getting judged for how they parent. And I feel like this is a huge thing. Like people are so opinionated on what you need to do as a parent, like how to parent your kids, what's responsible, what's not. And obviously, like neither one of us are moms yet, but how shitty that people judge you for the way that you're going to raise your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we, I definitely don't have children, but I've seen it happen to, mm-hmm. you know, like my friends, my family. I've seen them get judgment from yeah. other people for the things that they're doing with their kids. And honestly, it stresses me out because that's part of my fear of like being a parent mm-hmm. is how people are going to like judge me based on how I'm dealing with my kids. Yes. So yeah. I fucking get it. Yeah. Another one that we got too was like, your weight, like feeling judged for your weight or feeling judged for being too thin. And it's so interesting that there's like the two different sides to that. Like you might get judged for being overweight or you might get judged for being underweight, as people would say. And I think that like from all of this, just talking through this, it's like you're going to be judged for literally anything that you do. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've noticed, too, is that I just feel like Everybody feels like they know the right thing to do and they want to tell you that that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like we it's kind of like a superiority thing. Like, no, this is the way to do it. 
you're doing it wrong. You know, yeah. it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, another response we got was from somebody being judged for still being sick. This that one so I felt shitty. really, I was like, that hit me right in the heart when I read that because, um, you know, chronic illness is like a thing. It's a chronic illness for a reason. Mm-hmm. You have it for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's why it's called a chronic illness. Yeah. And I remember going through similar situations like that. Like, you know, people would see me after they knew I was sick six months ago and then they would be like, oh, you look so good. And I'm like, well, no, like, I mean, thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I'll always take the compliment. But <laughs> but like, no, I'm still sick. I still feel like shit. And mm-hmm. they're kind of like the first assumption people make is that they assume that you haven't been doing everything you can to, to make yourself better. better. And that's the shit part of it, you yeah. know, because it's like it's not that you're not doing whatever you can. Yeah. You're doing everything you possibly can. So it's just, it's a s- shitty judgment well, that people you'd, put. You'd never ask somebody like, oh, do you, you still have cancer or like you're still depressed? Yeah, like, exactly. that kind of shit. And so, yeah, it just kind of sucks that chronic illness has that stigma. People even do that with like, oh, oh, you're still not drinking. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I just thought about that. Yeah. Like, oh, like how long is that going to last? Like what, what is that about? And it's like, go away (laughs) judgment yeah (laughs) people are assholes okay (laughs) did you have another one um no that was okay I have one more oh there was there was one more response that somebody put and it kind of goes with the one I just said um but somebody said that they've been judged on their choices in treatment um which is a huge thing especially for people with Lyme disease because there's no known cure for it so you're constantly just trying new types of treatments and yeah. some trial and error. Um, and I've seen this a lot too with people that I've talked to about different treatments where I can feel that they're judging me because I haven't tried something that they're doing. Yes. And they're like, well, why haven't you tried this yet? Like Again. it worked for me and it exactly. worked for Sally Sue down the road. Yeah. Like, why the fuck haven't you tried it? And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, First off, probably because I don't have thousands of dollars to spend on it like you do. You know, like it's just not fair to put that judgment on Mm -hmm. people. Everybody has the right to try what they want to try. And I honestly don't think you should try something unless it feels right. Yeah. Because if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not going to work. So. Well, and we all have different circumstances and Mm -hmm. we all have different experiences as well. So it's I think what we're going to get to with this is that each individual like has their own their own experience and their own journey that they need to go through Mm -hmm. to like uncover whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into some like personal stories about this. I can already think of one for you just based on some (laughs) of the stuff that we were just talking about. Um, so I'm excited to kind of hear like what stories you came up with. Now I'm curious if I have written down the one that you're thinking of. So if I, if I don't mention it, you have to mention it because obviously it's one that I've forgotten to say. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. So some, or okay, I'm going to kind of, I have a few written down, but I'll start with one and then I'll let Haley go. But a time that I felt judged in my life, um, was definitely, when I got sick, I mean, I will just say that, um, people, I I literally wrote people judged what I have to, what I have to do to feel better. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, um, I got sick and it kind of goes with that whole timeline thing. Like we just talked about, I got sick. People are like, Oh, you're sick. 
people really give you like, I don't know, a month and a half timeline to where they expect you to be completely healed and better. Mm -hmm. And when that doesn't happen, they get really fucking judgmental and really weird about it. And they're like, you know, why are you not better? Yeah. What's wrong? Like, are you dying? Like, you know, you're you're lying. Yeah. You're or you're lying. This is all fake. Or you're faking it, Mm -hmm. um, which I will talk about later because I also had that experience. Um, Yeah. So that is definitely a time for me that I felt really judged. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of what somebody else mentioned was like feeling judged for not drinking. And I didn't feel this judgment necessarily from anyone in particular in the beginning. I kind of put the the fear on myself based on like a like previous experiences that I had and what I kind of knew about not drinking. So I was afraid that people were going to assumed that I went to rehab and that I was waking up drinking every day. That was one thing that I, I feared in the beginning. But then when I did start sharing about my experience, not drinking, I felt judgment for the way that I shared about it. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Just cause it's a little bit, a little bit different than most people. I almost didn't feel like it was valid. You, you don't know? feel like it's significant enough. To, yeah. Yeah. To like, and I feel like that's a whole nother side to judgment is like the whole validation. Um, you know, like as humans, we seek validation from each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what we do. And like if somebody's judging you, then that's them not giving you their validation. Yeah. And it's making you feel like shit. And well, I, I remember you having those moments yeah. where you're like, this is why I stopped drinking. This is like what I want to share. And then you were like, but I'm nervous to share mm-hmm. it because I don't have a total rock bottom story mm-hmm. like we've mentioned before. Yeah. And I felt the same way. You know exactly. what I mean? There's people who have gotten way sicker than I have. And so like me sharing about it, mm-hmm. I sometimes get nervous doing that because like, no, I didn't end up in the hospital almost dying like yeah. some people did. And so it's just you second guess yourself because yeah. of these outside judgments and fears that we get it's also like you're comparing your experience totally and and we almost invalidate our own experience Mm -hmm. so in our mind we're like oh if I think this everybody else is gonna think this but then I think both of you you and I know from experience that by sharing our stories and those experiences we can help like lower the veil and help other people get from point a to point b Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. yep um, do you have anything else to add to the not drinking thing? Um, not right now. Okay. Yeah. So another time I felt judged was when I moved back in with my parents at 26 years old. <laughs> Obviously that was not in my future plans for myself in my late twenties. And so it all happened very fast and I ended up back there and I got really self-conscious about it because like, I don't want to be dependent on my parents at this age, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not what I want it makes me feel like I'm not trying hard enough, makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. But at the same time, I was so sick that like it was just what had to happen at the moment. And a big part of feeling judged by that was I was single, like got became single when I moved back in with them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like dating. Right. And I would get so nervous to tell guys that I lived with my parents because I would immediately think that they're going to think I'm a failure because I'm 26 living with my parents. I mean, I'm 28 now and I'm still living with my parents. So it's like it. But at the same time, it was more so just a judgment I was putting on myself, Mm -hmm. assuming that that's what other people were going to think because there wasn't really any situation that actually happened 
to where somebody was like, oh my God, you live with your parents? Like how terrible. Yeah. Like nobody ever did that to me. It's so funny because it's like just having this conversation, we almost put the pressure on ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just expected that to be the response. Mm Mm-hmm. But in the end, it wasn't. And so I'm like, why did I get all fucking weird about that? Yeah. And make it such a big deal when it's not. Yeah. So kind of crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the only other real big thing that I have is like, it's not necessarily like a fear of judgment or rejection, but other people's opinions on the timeline of my life. Because like, oh, that's a good one. Seriously. And I think that this is something that so many people experience. But like, as soon as me and Dustin got married, when are you going to have kids? That's like the next question. When are you going to buy a house? And honestly, in the beginning, like it was kind of like frustrating because I was like, you know, we didn't get married to have kids. And then people assuming we never want kids because we didn't have kids as soon as we got married. Oh, you, you're never going to want one. And I'm like, stop making these assumptions on what I want and what I don't want. I just want to be at a place, me and Dustin, in our lives where we're ready to have kids. And we feel like this is something we want to do. And even like it took us like five years to buy a house. And honestly, now I'm so freaking pumped about it because I'm like, if we would have bought a house like five years ago, I don't know. I just don't feel like it would have been as exciting. We wouldn't have been ready for it. So there's kind of all of this pressure to like be on a certain timeline. And that's something that I have struggled with. And I constantly am like, maybe we'll have kids one day. But like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I get that, though, when you were mentioning like it's more exciting now than it might have been back then. And that's because like it's what people expected back then. And it's kind of what you guys expected, too. And then you didn't end up buying a house back then. But we also like you had so many years of like building up the anticipation and like working so fucking hard to get there. And now you guys are having this moment. And I feel like the moment is less pressure like with it, like associated with it because yeah. people aren't like, have you found a house yet? Like blah, blah, blah. People kind of like mm-hmm. backed off. You know what I mean? Well, and we, now you get to really like celebrate it. Yeah. We also weren't ready. Like yeah. I, that's the one thing I really didn't like is like people assume that you should be doing all these things. But me and Dustin had other priorities. I was like, I want to save and have enough money for a down payment to put on a house. Like that took a long time, yeah. you know? And I don't know. It just is like, this unnecessary pressure to do things when other people say that you should. And I think a lot of people aren't ready. And Dustin and I have also had like career changes and Mm -hmm. things like that come up. And I think that not buying a house and not having kids when everybody expected us to just gave us the freedom to kind of do these other things and grow. And now we're at a place where we're like, okay, like we can talk about these other things. So Yeah, I think you guys are doing it right. I mean, like, I feel like the timeline that people put on everybody else is such a stressful timeline. Well, like get married immediately, have kids immediately, buy a house. Like that's broke as fuck. Be broke as fuck. Be stressed (laughs) out as fuck. Like you know, like so much that's expected in like a period of a few years. And it's like you guys just took your time at it instead, and now you have way less stress going on in your mm-hmm. life because you've figured out all of these steps like one by one mm-hmm. instead of fucking just putting them all onto you guys. <laughs> I couldn't imagine what the first five years of marriage would have been like had we bought a house and had a kid right away. Like I would have felt overwhelmed. But it's interesting because it's like why do we think that every single human being on this earth is going to have the same timeline? Exactly. Like Or that even the same priorities and the same goals. Like uh-huh. there's people out there that don't want to have kids. There's people out there that 
want to rent a house for the rest of their life because they don't want to own something and feel like they're locked down in a place. There's people that do that. Mm -hmm. Like, so what's the big fucking deal? Uh You know what I mean? I know. Just let people live the way they want to live. For sure. (laughs) I also feel like a lot of people too are like, well, if you don't have kids soon, like you might not be able to reproduce. And I'm like, just fuck off. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another time that I felt judged was obviously when I quit my construction career. Um, Mm. that was literally the job that I worked my ass off for, went to college for, got the job, worked there for four years. And then that was when I got really, really sick and couldn't maintain the job anymore. Yeah. So I had to like walk away from it. And I mean, I felt so much judgment during that because like everybody around me first off wasn't believing me that I was that sick um and so they were like why the fuck would you walk away from a career that you worked so fucking hard for like exactly and I'm like yeah exactly like do you think I want to fucking walk away like do you think I'd walk away if I didn't have to walk away like stop your fucking judgment Mm -hmm. and I just remember like family members of mine being so disappointed in me and just telling me that it was a mistake and that I was stupid for like doing it and I'm like I'm sorry but you're not the one that has to go work there every day Uh so back the fuck off like it's not you're not the one living this life oh my god live your own life I'll live mine thank you very much yeah (laughs) so irritating yeah I never really felt like judgment when I left the bank and obviously we both had different experiences but I remember Dustin told me which he didn't tell me this like when it was happening but he he did have some people ask him like if he was worried about me not like contributing financially Mm. so I mean I'm grateful he didn't tell me that because yeah I would have definitely taken it personal and been like fuck what am I doing um but yeah damn yeah yeah I mean people are gonna judge Mm -hmm. that's the sad part to this world um I know you and I have tried our absolute best to be the least judgmental people that we can possibly yeah. be especially after the few years yeah last, the last few years when we've experienced like so much more judgment than we ever have do you remember any like times I'm thinking back to like high school now do you remember any times in like high school or anything that you felt judged I'm trying to think of like before like who we are now you Wait, know what I can mean? you think of anything in particular I don't I don't know um I mean I used to care so much about what people thought about me And I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, that's still something I'm working through, which is why we're recording this episode today. Um, I think like when I wasn't dating like my Mm ex-boyfriend and that was like a really toxic relationship. I mean, obviously, when I got back together with this asshole who treated me like shit or like forgave him for the way that he like behaved in public in front of people. Um, I mean, I definitely feared like judgment there. Like, and I'm, I'm sure people had things to say, but. I never cared back then. So, yeah, I think the only judgment that I can think of kind of has to do with like race. I remember like my first boyfriend was Filipino mm-hmm. and there was this, as soon as I started dating, um, I guess they considered him Asian, even though it's Pacific Islanders. Yeah. Asia. But anyways, um, when I started dating him, Everybody instantly told me that, like, I was only going to date Asians for the rest of my life. That's so annoying. It's so stereotypical. It's it's like, first why off, why do you care? Like, why does it matter who I date? Yeah. And then I just remember, like, they assumed that I was going to think that every Asian guy was hot. 
and I'm just like, I just like who I like. Yeah, like, what back the fuck off? Well, and I don't think you've dated any other Asian. He's guys. literally been the only Asian. Yeah, guy. yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, and I know a lot of people obviously deal with race as a huge judgment. Yeah, thing. So yeah, well, and I think that that's something too we should just talk about is that like we're speaking about our own personal experiences and like obviously there is like a diverse range of experiences that Mm -hmm. people have and things that people feel judged for and so I don't know I just like we may not hit the mark on some of the the things that you've personally experienced but we're just going to be sharing from our experiences and kind of what it is that we've learned and as always if you have an experience that we're not touching on like share it with us Mm -hmm. we want to you know we want to know about it we want to know the situations and where you felt judged and you know we want to be on your side we want to have your back on it so yeah message us and let us know if you want to if you're willing to share it yeah for sure okay so I know like we already mentioned both of us have had trouble in the past with taking opinions of other people very personal yeah um I am a pretty empathetic person. And so if somebody is disappointed in me, then I become like even more disappointed in myself. Yeah. And like just the whole situation in general. So it's definitely something that I've had to figure out in the past. Wait, you recently actually had an experience with this with something you posted on social media, your Calvin Klein video. Oh, yeah. And getting feedback that it was not appropriate from somebody that you used to work with. And I know you were you basically told her to fuck off. But then you (laughs) were like, yes, but then it was still it was still something that like bothered you and like affected you and made you feel like shitty. So, yeah, it's interesting because it's like you can know that it's like not a valid thing. But I think what I struggle with probably the most is like I know But it's still fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Like it's still really hard. Oh, yeah. And that whole situation, um, I had made an Instagram reel where I was like trying on different like Calvin Klein underwear sets. And it was just a fun, cute thing I made. We all know my brand. I like to be sexy. I told her this is part of her (laughs) brand. I've accepted it. Fucking own it. (laughs) And so and what's funny is I had told you I was going to make it beforehand, remember? And I don't know if I mentioned that I was like, I'm kind of nervous to post it. Yeah. Um, And I've posted like underwear pics before. So Mm -hmm. it's not like it was anything that drastically different Mm -hmm. than shit I posted before. But I posted this reel and instantly when I posted it, I'm like, fuck, I hope nobody comes at me about this just because that's just how the internet works. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of the comments at first were like just, you know, my friends and stuff were positive and then somebody commented on it and it was a co-worker of mine an old job and it's an older lady and she commented and literally all she said was this is not an appropriate post with an exclamation mark for the record this lady's been following me for mm, a lot of years now yeah she's never once commented liked or said anything about anything I've done on social media until this moment you have to love the ones that don't engage or say anything until they have negative until they disagree yeah and all of a sudden they come out of the fucking woodwork I've had that experience so irritating (laughs) but instantly my like heart sunk because I'm just like I don't want her to think poorly of me. It was a woman that I respected. It was a woman that I felt like she was almost like part of my family Mm -hmm. when I worked there and now I'm thinking 
this lady doesn't like me anymore because of this one post. Yeah. And so I sent her a message. It was a very sweet message, but basically saying, if you don't like what I post, then you should unfollow me Mm -hmm. because she's older. You know, I wasn't sure if she knew that you can unfollow (laughs) people on. So I, I don't know, but I kindly told her that she could. Um, she read it and never responded. So then I ended up blocking her because yeah. I was like, I can't deal with this negativity in my life. Well, you I don't can't need- know that you're still watching my exactly. shit and hating on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I blocked her and just said my piece with it. But it did fuck me up for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because it was somebody I respected that's looking down on me. Mm-hmm. And the thing I had to remind myself that day, I'm like, okay. I have all of these comments on this post that are all positive. Mm -hmm. There's only one negative comment. And it's like, I need to realize I'm getting so much more positive feedback than I am negative. No matter Mm -hmm. what you do, you're going to get negative feedback. You know, like you just have to take it (laughs) and deal with it. But I was like, okay, so many more people actually enjoyed this post and respected it than didn't like it. So I just need to just... Yeah, say my piece with it. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like staying true to yourself, even though people people may not understand, may not respect it, or may have a certain opinion. I did actually have to get rid of her comment, though, because people were commenting on her comment like attacking her Mm -hmm. because she was like had attacked me yeah and at first I'm like oh yeah get her get her and then I'm like okay I can't let this poor woman go down like this (laughs) yeah it's just it's interesting though because it's like you know like what your intention was you know who you are but then this this need to be understood comes Mm -hmm. up like that's I think what I struggle with a lot of the time when I get feedback is like they just don't understand Mm -hmm. and I want them to understand my heart and who I am. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, do I just want them to like me? Yeah. Yep. And there's a fine line between that, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Like that's so true. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, ultimately that's what it is. And so it's kind of like, you have to step back and be like, like there's this quote that's like, let whoever think whatever. I love that quote. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Or it's like, let, let them be wrong about you. There's nothing to prove. And the one thing I struggle with the most is like, yeah, I can tell myself that I can be like, their opinions don't fucking matter. But then I'm the one that has to sit with the thoughts and Mm -hmm. like sit with myself. And it's like, it's interesting that it's so easy in your own head to like go around and around and around. And one thing I've recently been doing to kind of deal with this is like thinking about what I would say to a friend. Like, would I, would I sit here and say these things that I'm saying in my head to my friend or would I be like, who cares what they think? Yeah. Like you're doing the best that you can. Like, do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean because I've seen like stuff posted before where it's like, talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. And so like, I remind myself of that too. I'm Mm -hmm. like, if this was Haley, what would I say to her? Exactly. I would not say the shit that my head is telling me right now. I would never say that to her. Uh huh. So why am I saying it to myself? And we're with ourselves all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. That's why I do like being able to kind of talk to you and even Dustin when those things come up, because it allows me to kind of work through like what it is that I'm thinking, but also to like, just remind myself, like there are better things that I can say to myself. So, yeah. Um, and I think that kind of spins into like a little bit of like, what have we learned from dealing with this kind of stuff? Yeah. And, um, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've taken from it is, 
when somebody comes at me with a judgment or a negative opinion about something I'm doing, I now have learned that most of the, most of the time that's because they have an insecurity themselves that mm-hmm. they're projecting onto me. Yeah. Um, so for example, when I got really sick, I had a really good friend, her and her husband decided to think that I was faking it completely and attack me about it. And I was very hurt by it. Mm-hmm. I was really messed up by it. Having one of my close friends and husband all of a sudden like hate me when I hadn't done anything. Besides get sick. Besides get sick. Something that was completely out of my control. Yeah. Um. So it was really sad and emotional. But I later found out that at the same time period that they were projecting all of this shit at me, they were actually going through a bunch of their own issues like as a couple And so I was like, oh, okay. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they were just dealing with their own stuff and they didn't know how to process it. They didn't know how to deal with it. So So they were projecting all of that shit at me because I was an easy target at that moment. Yeah. And like something (laughs) that I thought about, I'm like, I think because I was choosing to be like so vocal and honest about my struggles in that moment. Showcase the shit. That it was upsetting them because they were being so good about hiding theirs yeah that they were literally like no like you're not supposed to fucking be so open about this Mm -hmm. because we're not like so you can't be doing that yeah (laughs) also I think about because I know your ex-boyfriend was part of this like friendship and kind of worked with some of these people so it's interesting (laughs) though to think because if he was like talking to them about what he was struggling with in your relationship and then they're like ooh let's like fucking hate her and mm-hmm. and fix their relationship but mm-hmm. not fix our relationship that's 100 percent what was happening probably, well and so <laughs> they never like tried to understand no never yeah it, and i will never forgive them to be no. quite honest i even if they come to me and apologize now i will never forgive them because i literally did nothing wrong no i did absolutely nothing to them they just straight up came at me and started attacking me and so I'm sorry, but that is a lost friendship forever. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just am very like, cut the toxicity out of your life. You guys are fucking toxic and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to mention too, is like really just surrounding yourself with the people who will understand. I know that this can be hard when it comes to like family and like longtime mm-hmm. friendships and stuff. So I think really just getting people in your corner who who do understand, who do support you is one of the best things that you can mm-hmm. do for yourself. And it's not that maybe you should never get negative feedback and like you should be surrounded by like a sounding board <laughs> of what it is that you're going through. Like you want to be surrounded by like real people who get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think just like choosing to be around the right people because sometimes I'm like I get caught up in like like friendships that maybe aren't as strong anymore. And I just have to remind myself like, what kind of people do I want to be around right now? Like what kind of people do I want to spend my time with? So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing I always say too, is like, no matter what you're doing in life, 50% of the people are going to be disagreeing with how Mm -hmm. you're living your life. You know, 50% of the people will love you. 50% of the people will hate you. And another thing I always like to say, and I remind myself when I'm like, because we both utilize Instagram, obviously, Mm -hmm. in a way where we're very vulnerable and we show up a lot on the space. And I've kind of had this conversation with multiple people before about, you know, the 
trolls and the haters mm-hmm. on Instagram. They're there. They show up. Um, and I've kind of learned that like you get the haters when you're actually like showing um, authenticity. Is that yeah. how you say that? Yeah. Authenticity. Like yeah. when you're being authentic and raw and vulnerable and true to yourself yeah. on social media, there's people that are going to hate on it. Mm-hmm. And so I try to flip it now. I'm like, if somebody hates on something I do, I'm like, <laughs> well, thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, no, just because I fucking showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I have more followers like, <laughs> and then I get more haters. One thing, too, I've kind of learned in business is like sometimes you have to be polarizing and like your thoughts and your perspectives can be polarizing mm-hmm. and different from other people. So you are going to get that negative feedback. And I kind of feel this when I share things about alcohol and like, like the cancer risk or like the health, like things, I just end up feeling like, oh, people are going to fucking hate me because here I am yelling how bad alcohol is for you. And everybody's like obsessed with alcohol. And so like when people unfollow me or things like that, I'm like, I just... I don't know. I'm like, it's polarizing. It's different. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But then I draw in those people who freaking get it and and who are willing to go a little bit deeper and who don't think I'm a psychopath for sharing (laughs) these things. Like, I don't know. I just think it's cool because there are so many people who have come to me that were like, I never considered it from that perspective. I didn't know that alcohol could cause Mm -hmm. cancer. I didn't understand that you could stop drinking like unless you had it like a problem with it, you know? So it's just, I have to remember those people that like I'm helping, I'm going to push away like a few people. But do you think of the the people that are like reacting negatively to that though, is do you think that is because of their insecurities though? Yeah. Like they are I'm possibly worried about their alcohol consumption yeah. and then you throw that in their face yep. and they're like, well, pff, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're don't the one with the problem. Yeah, yeah. Where like that's, totally probably an insecurity Mm -hmm. that's getting projected well just because yeah I'm shedding light on something and it's like if you can't handle me sharing about alcohol and the negative effects maybe just consider why yeah exactly because like the people you're not out here just hating on people who drink like you have plenty of friends and family members who still Mm -hmm. drink that you love but it's just sharing the information that I know the information allowing them to make the choice if they feel like it's going to better their life then they can Mm -hmm. if they don't want anything to do with you that's fine too Mm -hmm. like you're you know you're just like whatever I'll help who's wants to be helped with this exactly yeah I totally get that yeah Kind of funny. Um, you had some resources that yeah. you wanted to shout out for people. Well, I just I kind of wanted to suggest a couple of books that I've read on this topic because this is like truly one of the biggest things that I struggle with is wanting to be liked, wanting to be understood, like all of that. So I read like when I buy books, it's about this shit because I'm like, I need it. And if you guys don't know, Haley reads all the fucking time. So yeah. if you ever need book recommendations, she is the girl for that. Yes. <laughs> um. So there are a couple books. I'm just going to name them off. One of them I just finished is called Stop Checking Your Likes by Susie Moore. It's literally sitting on the desk right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Um. Another one is... Own Your Every Day by Jordan Lee Dooley. Another one is Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini. That book also was really cool because she is a non-drinker and I didn't know that before I read the book. 
Um, and then the last one that I just started that I think is going to be incredible is called 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do by Amy Morin. And she actually has a couple books. So it's like 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And then she has another one. I can't remember the title of it. Um, but yeah, I just think that it's kind of nice to get that reassurance. But again, like you can have all the knowledge and information in the world and still struggle with this. So. Totally. And um, if you're listening to this episode when it drops, make sure to pay attention to our Instagram stories for the week because um, we both are definitely compiling a few, like some things to share on mm-hmm. Instagram stories as far as just you know, sayings that will help you get in the right mindset, um, any resources that we come across that you can possibly use. Basically, you know, anything related to this topic, we'll be sharing a bunch of stuff. So yeah. Do you have any other? No, I just want to do um, obviously a shout out to our sponsor, CleanCraft. So thank you to CleanCraft for supporting us. Yes. And we actually, so we're going to link in the show notes, our Amazon storefront and we got it set up so you can get a discount on Amazon. Yes. Like how epic. Yep. So if you're looking for something to kind of sip on that's non-alcoholic, that's designed to kind of power your mood, it does have hemp extract in there. Um, it's a perfect option. Yeah. So. And that is no THC. So it's nothing that's going to make you feel weird. Um, it'll just make you feel a little bit more relaxed. I always say it relaxes my nervous system and kind of just makes me a little bit more chilled out. Um, yeah, I like to drink it at the end of a day, like especially after like a long day of work or something just to kind of wind down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sipping on it while we do our move. I'm really excited, like unpacking boxes, sipping my clean craft. I'm pumped. Yeah. So check them out, you guys. All right. Thank you guys for listening today and we will see you next time.